0: Hey, how's it going? It's going well. How are you? I'm doing well. How's your week been and how was your weekend?
1: It was good. Just kind of hung out and didn't do much. How about you?
0: I actually went uh, upstate to Finger Lakes region in New York where there are five, about five or six lakes that look like fingers. And oh, yeah, and um so we drove up there, it was about a five and a half hour ride, which Oh my gosh, we, I know, we didn't expect that. But nonetheless it was a good time to be by the lake. Got you know, like twenty five mosquito bites, so that was mm. lovely. Yeah, back to reality and that's nice. Were you gone the whole weekend? Yes, yeah, so we left Friday around noon, only because we you know, wanted to avoid traffic. As much mm-hmm. as possible. But honestly, you know, because it's summer and a, f- a lot of folks are already trying to, you know, they're trying to take some time apart from home. So
1: That sounds nice. It must have been yeah. nice to from the city for a little bit. It
0: was so nice. It was my first like real change of scenery since March. So that was good. Yeah, I was very it was very nice to be away.
1: I need to escape this uh, Vegas heat.
0: Is it still high of like hundred and? Yep, 4? it's like
1: over a hundred every single day.
0: That is insane. I know. Do you see an end in sight?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think like the end of the month probably is like when we'll, when things will start to cool down. But mm-hmm. it's rough. I usually go for walks in the evening, and in the evening it's still like a hundred degrees. Like it will drop to like ninety nine degrees. Wow. Or so. But it feels a lot cooler just because, like, you know, the sun isn't like beating down on you, you know? Mm -hmm. And also, since it's like dry heat, it really doesn't feel too bad. So I usually go for walks in the evening. But yeah, other than that, I stay inside. Are you making the segue that I think you're making?
0: (laughs) Yes. It's it's my awful (laughs) attempt. I was like, where is she going with it? The topic for today is really to sort of like look internally and seek out what we think about aging and whether we are considered old i mean you just had a birthday very mm-hmm. recently welcome to the 29 club pretty much boring and
1: yeah 29 is like a weird age to be cuz it's like let's just be 30 already you know no, what
0: i mean exactly like any, I mean. any
1: any any age that's like nine it's like why don't we just round to <laughs> the nearest number you know
0: and then we should just be that nearest number for two years yeah
1: like i would almost rather do that than be this like 29
0: like, i know it's a weird age to be i agree because like what's the point of 31 anyway <laughs> <laughs> i would rather be 30 than 32 you know like, i feel like events yeah much better
1: yeah i agree let's make that a thing
0: let's make that a thing so
1: <laughs> how do you how do you feel about being 29 do you feel old
0: You know, honestly, for the longest time, I didn't feel any change. I think as of the past few months, I've seen an influx of, I guess, like societal pressure related to marriages and people just like moving up in various parts of their life into a stance where I'm like, okay, what am I, what's my next step in life? Like, what am I trying to achieve You know, personally and or professionally Mm -hmm, so I think mm -hmm. it's a it's a pivotal year to some extent in the back of your mind you're like oh my gosh I'll be in my 30s for me it's going to be in a matter of five months a big part of me feels like I'm still a child like it's still a baby that's Mm -hmm. just like crawling around and do you feel like you need to achieve anything by your 30th and have any sort of Goals that you have set your mind on, like yes
1: and no. Like I've never been the kind of person that like ties like value to a certain age. You know what I mean? I kind of just think that like you know we are whatever age that we are, and then we'll achieve goals. You know as time progresses. But that being said, it's like you know I do have goals that I want to achieve. Like not necessarily by thirty, but you know in like the next few years or so. Mm-hmm. So okay. I think I'm more focused on that than like the uh, than like the age deadline.
0: Probably the best way to go about it. And I think a lot of the reasons why people may associate a lot of life goals and accomplishments to 30s because it is somewhat of a strong number. like I get it. you know, you're no longer in your 20s and your 20s were probably your biggest learning. Experiences and chapters of your—I can understand why people have, you know, set goals for you know before they turn thirty. At the same time, you're still sort of developing your character and personality and professions, etc. So, on the flip side, I, I it may also be like a premature expectation that you're setting on yourself.
1: Yeah. So, what are some like societal expectations? that people, a lot of people think that you should achieve by 30. So you so said like marriage is one of them, kids mm-hmm. perhaps, you know, owning a house, like having your career together, having kind of like the lifestyle that you want, whether that's like, you know, someone who travels all the time or someone who like lives in a big city or, you know, whatever the case is, mm-hmm. like whatever you, whatever kind of like life you envision yourself having, mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of people who kind of feel like you should have that all together by 30. And I feel like that's just like, it it sounds like ridiculous when you like say it out loud.
0: You know, nowadays, there are different types of lifestyles associated with people living in different parts of the world and people with different types of upbringing. And if this is what you want as as an individual, then, you know, by all means, try to attain it. But for those who don't have these specific criteria you know, up front and center, and it's not because it's not happening because it just may not be the priority. You know, go at your own pace and figure out what you want to do. And people just assume, mm-hmm. oh, I because I'm seeing a lot of these posts on in, on social media but people getting engaged and having babies and buying a home does put you put you in some sort of mental state where you feel like you're not successful or you're not achieving the right goals but it's totally subjective and yeah I completely
1: agree do you feel like those societal expectations are changing over time because like like I feel like now like yeah like I feel like in like when I was in my 20s like I came across a lot of people who were in their 30s who are still kind of like you know single or, like, just starting to, you know, get into serious relationships or, like, having kids for the first time or buying a house for the first time. Mm -hmm. So I feel like I've definitely seen that shift, even in, like, you know, the people who are, you know, just a few
0: years older than us. So I feel like it's definitely changing over time. Sometimes, like, those who live in middle America and maybe uh, grew up in a farm, that's their norm and they probably are okay with it and they strive towards that end goal for some others who live in a city again like they could still have those same goals and may have already gotten married and have you know had a kid or two but i think generally most folks who are in metropolitan areas tend to get married much later like you know i think the average age of a woman getting married in new york is 32 which is mm. definitely much higher than many other states and cities. Like the environment that you really surround yourself with and the people that you mingle with definitely plays a big factor. And all that may not completely align with what your parents may think. Again, because they are part of a different community and different environment.
1: Yeah, I agree. And it's interesting like what you're saying about um, that certain uh like certain cities will have like you know like later uh marriage rates or marriage ages i guess people get married at an older rate is what i'm at an an older age is what i'm trying to say Mm -hmm. um i think that's definitely true because like i mean even from like even from living in chicago like a lot of the people that live there are like transplants from like other parts of the midwest Mm -hmm. and you could see that like a lot of them definitely get married at like a much younger age I feel like they're more kind of like marriage and like family um, focused Mm -hmm. than a lot of other like metropolitan areas I've noticed.
0: And it's funny because I was actually looking up a list. I mean, you'd stumble upon so many bucket lists and things you should do before X, Y, and Z. So as I was trying to type in things to do before, there were three main popular searches that came up. The first one being things you should do before you die second one was things you should do before college. And the third one said things you should do by the age of 30.
1: (laughs) There's so many of those articles.
0: Yeah, and it's just interesting that 30 for some reason is one of those ages that like a pivotal time than any other age. Again, I don't know why. Mm -hmm. I guess a lot can happen in your 30s. Is there anything that caught your eye? I'm sure you've seen list
1: yeah I mean I've definitely seen a lot of those kind of like floating around the internet there's a lot of like 30 places to travel before you turn 30 Mm -hmm. there's a lot of like just like 30 things to do before turning 30 and it's just like it's interesting like I feel like it's fun to read those every once in a while but I feel like if you get like too inundated with like that kind of information it can just make you feel like overwhelmed like it makes you feel like oh wow like I've only gone to like five of these places on, like, this list of, like, 30 places that I'm supposed to go to by 30. So it's, like, I like, I enjoy reading them um, from time to time, but I also, like, don't take it, like, too seriously.
0: There's one particular one, actually, that I came across, and I thought, you know, it's from November 2017, so... Roughly three years ago at this point, but just to really like quickly read out some of them, you know, there are some lists that definitely make you feel badly about where you are in life. And again, it could be momentary, um, mm-hmm. not not like a long lasting emotion. But yeah, some of the items in this checklist mention, you know, try to know more about your family history, which I think is like, it can, you know, all of these items can be interpreted in different ways, and. You know, you can put your own lens and filter to how you apply and execute it. So for someone, for example, like the way I would read the specific, uh, you know, title, it just probably, to me, it's implying or suggesting that, you know, spend more time with your family. Like, ask them engaging questions and try to, like, dig deeper about your grandparents and just other, you know, fascinating things about your own you know, ancestry that you may typically not know or, you know, ask about in a regular conversation. Um, so I think things like that, you know, you can really, again, apply your own perspective to it. And it. these are simple things that can be addressed and would, you know, would probably be good to know anyway. So... Yeah,
1: that's a good one. Those are, like, healthy things to do before 30. And it's, like, these are things that, like, you don't have to wait till you're 30 to do them, right? Like, it's kind of, like, or, you know, you don't have to feel like you can't do them when you're beyond 30 either.
0: Exactly. I agree. I mean, some of the other ones, just to, like, mention them, take a solo trip. Again, I think it may not mean go away to Japan for about two weeks by yourself. Like, maybe that is what your personality is like and that's also great but maybe it just means like take a day trip somewhere somewhere Mm -hmm. where you're challenging yourself and um you know out of your comfort zone you know start saving again a very smart suggestion as well so it's like it really depends on how you understand it and
1: yeah that's a good one there's another list that I came across from Elle magazine Uh and like some of the things that they have on here it's like like live abroad you know <laughs> and like that's like that's just not realistic for a lot of people you know what I mean exactly. like I like well I like I wanted to travel like all of this year as you know so it's like that was something that was accessible to me but it's like not everybody has a job where they can just like work remotely and just kind of like take off like that you exactly. know and then like some of the other things on here are like uh like learn to meditate and it's like you don't need to do that you know like, th- like things like that yeah just, like Okay, it would be nice, but, like, I feel like if you kind of get, like, too um, inundated with these lists, you kind of start to feel like, oh, shit, like, I don't meditate, I don't travel enough, I don't do this, I don't do that. And it beca- kind of becomes, like, no one is, like, this well-rounded that they take off all of these things,
0: necessarily, 100%. you know? But all of these items and silos are probably great and will definitely, you know, amplify your life experiences, but... It doesn't mean that you know if you only have five months left before you're thirty <laughs> that you need to like rush and pack you know, meditate <laughs> meditate or you know just <laughs> fill up your calendars with a new activity every day because you i mean at this age or I guess for me, the way I'm looking at it is, yes, like I'm only half a year away from that quote unquote milestone age, but I don't have time to pack up my calendar with different activities, you know, some of the ideas have also been learn a foreign language. Like how do I do that in between work and Yeah, all these other projects that I'm also working on? It's like, I don't need extra stress. So it's like, you know, really evaluate your, uh, your capacity and what you're able to put your energy towards and don't overdo it. And, you know, your mental state of mind and your health is the most important. So balance accordingly
1: yeah I think that's like the most important thing is just like prioritize some of these things that are actually important to you and just like don't worry about the rest yeah prioritization also like social media doing like a social media cleanse of like you know really analyzing like who you're following and like is it providing any value to you or is it kind of making you feel like inferior like do you have like a friend who's like always traveling and it's like every time you look at their pictures like it makes you feel bad for not um traveling as much as they do or you know whatever the case may be I think that like when it comes to things like that like if it's if it's a person that you don't know it's like go ahead and unfollow them and if it's a person that you do know I think it's fine to like mute people if you feel like that's going to help like your mental state what are your thoughts on that
0: 100% I personally have not used Instagram uh like I've deleted it from my phone's because I don't want to mindlessly just scroll through and, you know, consume all those like frivolous things. It's not adding value to my life. There is some content there that can inspire and make me laugh. I think more often than not, it just tends to really degrade your overall happiness level. I mean, mm-hmm. statistics and plenty of studies prove that. Maybe if you're a, you know, tastemaker or influencer, then by all means, like you, I guess they make their money that way. So
1: yeah, I mean, I don't think that social media is like inherently like, good or bad. It's just kind of like what you do with it and what you um, how you kind of make the most of it. Mm -hmm. Um, It's interesting that you said that you uh, deleted Instagram off your phone, because I did did that recently as well, too. Mm -hmm. Um, Not because like, I wanted to like, particularly go on like a cleanse or anything. But I was just kind of like, this is just a waste of time. Like I was just like, I'm like scrolling here. I'm spending hours on this app and it's like not really providing any value to me. So I just deleted it and uh, I'll probably like download it again at some point. At some point, like I don't, I don't have any plans to permanently like be off of it, Mm -hmm. but it is kind of nice to just kind of like rid myself of that, like time suck and kind of like focus on things that actually like um, benefit me in some way.
0: A part of it really ties back with what you're trying to do with it for me i have it on my ipad so i'm trying to discipline myself and only use it maybe like in the evening hours or in the weekends when again like i have time and have completed most of the things on my list to do so again like moderation is key and to your point about once it's on your phone it's just one tap away and because of this of its like addictive nature we have no choice but to subconsciously like sit there and like fill our minds multimedia content so
1: yeah i think that's really smart to like not have it on your phone and have it on like another device i don't have an ipad but if i did i'd probably do that i just think that like it's you're just like inundated with so many different meet things on there and it, it can get very like overwhelming like I follow a lot of like fitness gurus I also follow some like political accounts I also follow um like fashion and then I also follow like some like financial stuff and then it's kind of just like it's hard to like kind of make sure that like all of those areas of your life are like in check at all times you know what I mean absolutely like, I'll, like, I'll kind of go down like the rabbit hole of like Um, some of these like political accounts and i'm like yeah like this is what i should be like focused on and then i like see another post of like a personal finance thing and i'm like oh no i should be focused on like my personal finances like that's what what's important Mm -hmm. and then i'll see like a fitness guru and then it's like wait i really need to get my fitness together like that's (laughs) the most important thing i know and so like that kind of like and so when we're going back to what we said about like prior it can be a little diff- tricky to do that and stay focused on what's actually important to you when you're on social media and you're just kind of like exposed to like all of the things.
0: And speaking of like social media and, you know, the, the, the various holes, it tends to grapple us with, you know, TikTok has been such a, like a trending platform and especially during quarantine because people didn't have any other ways to engage and stimulate their social senses. So they resorted to, you know, recording videos, again, like these 30-second snippets that also really induces this addictive and, you know, wasteful energy to some (laughs) extent. Yeah, what are your thoughts on that? Do you think TikTok is comparable to Instagram, different, inferior, superior?
1: Yeah so I don't have a TikTok account but I do have the TikTok app and I will kind of like scroll through that from time to time. Sometimes I'll do that like when I'm going on my walks or something just to like have some sort of like entertainment. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like a love-hate relationship like I feel like I do see a lot of like funny things on there. I also see a lot of like repetitive things and I also really don't understand like TikTok dances. Mm
0: -hmm. Have you seen those? I've seen so many.
1: And like, I just I don't get it. Like, it's not real dancing. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Like, it's just like hand and like arm movements. Um, And then it's just kind of like how things just kind of like become trending. Like once one person does a dance or it's like some kind of video or whatever, I just like see that same thing over and over and over again. And Mm -hmm. I just like don't understand why that's interesting to people. So when I start seeing a lot of, like, the repetitiveness, it starts to bore me. But I think it's just like any other social media platform. Like, it's there for entertainment. Um, I don't really, like, hate it or love it. It's just kind of there, you know?
0: I agree. Um, I guess similarly to the way I've been approaching social media, I don't have um, the app on my phone either. Because it is so popular, there's no shortage of people sharing funny videos on, you know, via messaging anyway. So the objective view here is because these are such unique and uh, different times, you know, if that helps you cope with the issue because everyone deals with tragedies and changes to their life in various different ways. So if this is one way that's helped you deal with the situation, handle it, then, you know, like by all means, do whatever is good for your mental health but i think you know there again like moderation is important and trying to avoid anything that could be detrimental to your mental health i
1: think part of the reason why we're not as into some of the social media things is because of our age <laughs> going back to the topic is like we kind of because uh instagram came out like when we were both in college right exactly and like i don't think i got instagram until like either my senior year of college or like even after college so it's already in your in in our 20s whereas like you know gen z like these kids are like they're growing up with social media so i think they have just a different relationship with it
0: mm-hmm.
1: so, like what are your thoughts on that like do you think that you would want to grow up in that kind of era, or this era, I guess you should say, where, you know, you have a TikTok when you're, like, in the seventh grade.
0: <laughs> I, I don't think I would have fully appreciated growing up in this era. I just, I, again, like, I personally think you lose sight of some other, like, foundational meanings of life and, you know, more natural Elements again of life that uh, people tend to nowadays put a filter on and um, showcase a different and probably fabricated view of it. Same time, like we are still young, I know we're both approaching 30. I still believe you're young enough to partake in the social media engagements, but I think I'm glad coming across it now because I guess like having that discipline or that austerity to know when to get you know cut things off because it's not you know a good use of my time and have other things to prioritize and get done but at the same time knowing that it is available for me to consume it when I have the time like or when people do share the information I think in that sense I have the best of both worlds like I'm grounded in reality and what's really important at the same time I do have that outlet distraction that sometimes we all need I I understand there are benefits in growing up in this era because you're thinking differently and you're you know sort of exposed to alternative routes to reach a destination but I think ultimately like I'm comfortable knowing that I grew up in an era when this was not the prominent engaging platform? I
1: have a few thoughts on this. Like, I think that if I were to grow up in this era, I definitely think that like my self-esteem would probably take a hit (laughs) just because it's, you know, everything is just like so visual and it's so about how you look in photos or in videos. And I think that would probably get to me at some point, just because I would be, you know, comparing myself to other people on like, the different social media platforms. And I just think that like, as like a teenager, that would be hard to go through. Um, But I think like, once you kind of get over that piece of it, I do think that like, you know, it, like all these social media platforms, it really, um, it's such an opportunity for people who are creative. And so I think like, that would have maybe like inspired me to Go down like a different career path or something like that. Like, it just, there's so many careers that have been built off of social media, whether it's like Instagram or YouTube or Facebook or whatever it is or TikTok now. And so I think that, like, kind of being exposed to that element of it at an earlier age would have been really eye opening for me. Like, you know, there's those like child, like kid, like unboxing videos on YouTube and like, I forgot what the name of the kid is but there's like some kid who's like a multi-millionaire off of like toy unboxing videos on YouTube so it's just like even just being exposed to that at an early age and kind of understanding like well I can make money doing that you know I think that would just have it would have sparked other ideas for me at an earlier age.
0: I agree and I think it makes sense because you are in marketing and that's what you do full-time so I think you're sort of like naturally wired and much more creative way than some others are this actually would have been conducive environment for you to grow up in and i think for me like i'm not very creative at your point it may have actually fueled my interest and perhaps made me a bit more creative even in like the areas i work in now trying to solve problems i think there i mean obviously there's no right (laughs) wrong answers it's Mm -hmm. different perspectives based on different personalities
1: I agree I also think that like with Gen Z like they just seem to have like I don't know just more of like a sense of humor than like we had growing up like because if you think about like the movies and things that we watched growing up as children, mm-hmm. it was all kind of like Disney, like princess movies, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas like the kids now, well, I mean, I don't know if the kids now are watching, but like, even just like a few years younger than us, they were watching like Shrek and like Finding Nemo and like just like, like funny video, like funny movies rather. So I think that, I don't know, just kind of being exposed to like those different um, ways of thinking would have been interesting.
0: I think that's very true. Like, I do see that creativity, you know, produces different results. And for some kids or individuals, it comes out in humor. And humor is a form of intellect. You need to know what's not funny to make it funny. So I think there's Mm -hmm. a deeper level of thinking that it's... I I totally agree that, you know, watching funnier movies and other non-princess kingdom-oriented movies can definitely... Sharpen those skills.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which don't get me wrong, I love those princess movies
0: too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Cool, some variety. I mean, uh-huh. Beauty and the Beast is my favorite Disney movie. You
1: know, what? I've never seen that.
0: Who are you?
1: I've never, I've never seen like the cartoon version of it. Or if I have seen it, I saw it like once in school or something.
0: What do you mean the cartoon version? What's the other version? <laughs>
1: There's a the, there's a the real life version with um what's her name
0: oh Emma Watson yes okay that's like the last thing that comes to mind when I think about <laughs> Beauty and the Beast I was more of a Little Mermaid girl and Aladdin really mm-hmm. I was gonna say like it's a bit out of the world like but so is playing in love with the Beast <laughs> I <don't> yeah <laughs> I did like Aladdin as well and I, I'm a big fan of the um the real life. Version of that too. Oh yeah, that was really good as well. Yeah, A good twist at the end there. So I think you touched on something. It was about the self consciousness of this era. So I guess my question is, like, do you think you are or you would be more subconscious had you been going through your childhood years with all these distractions and other you know filters and platforms?
1: Yeah, I mean, yes and no. So I think that like. Yes, in the sense of, um, I think physically, I would feel self-conscious just because of just like comparing myself to other people on social media at such a young age. Um, But at the same time, like, you know, going back to what we were saying about like, how people of that generation I feel like are a little bit like funnier Mm -hmm. I think that would have helped me because it's like knowing that I don't have to be and kind of tapping into those I think would have helped my self-esteem at like an earlier age
0: yeah I agree you know what I mean I totally do and it's funny you mentioned that though because being funny is something that could also have been present or maybe like part of who you are anyway right but you know to your point the various channels and the fact that people are more open to people having various different career paths just allows you to be a bit more expressive and choose whichever route you want to take to achieve those goals i can definitely see that balancing out any potential emotional tolls you know it could have taken on people
1: yeah and just like knowing that there's like value in being funny You know, because I think that was, like, the thing, like, if you look at, like, a lot of, like, the media from, like, the 90s and stuff, it's all about being, like, beautiful. Like, all the princess movies are about beauty. You know, Beauty Mm -hmm. and the Beast. Like, Mm -hmm. it's literally in the title, right? And, like, even, like, if you, like, look back at, like, a lot of, like, the, like, romantic comedies of that era. Like, you know the movie She's All That? Mm -hmm. in the generation below us it's like kind of knowing that like okay like beauty is one thing but there's like all these other qualities that are important too so I think that would have helped like offset any of the self-consciousness that I was feeling about how I look as a teenager
0: absolutely I think that is one huge advantage of this you know day and age I think we've started to deconstruct some of those notions to really understand like okay does is that really what is meant to be understood and followed I think it's really good that collectively as, as a world, I hope we are taking steps to, you know, peel that fake layer and look a little bit more inward. So, well, any other quotes that we want to end with? I don't have a quote. Do you have one? <laughs> no, it's fine. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like the things that we said in this. They're all quotable. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, nice chatting with you. And until next time.
1: Until next time. Bye.